You're listening to episode number 248 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Hi, this is Joel from New Jersey, and you're listening to 360 Vegas podcast. Check them out on the web at 360vegaspodcast.com or send them an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by going onto the web page, clicking on the Amazon banner, and going about your normal shopping. It's just that easy to give them money without actually giving them money. Or you could do what I do, which is show up in Vegas at the same time as the crew is out there, hand Tony a $100 bill with absolutely no expectation of getting changed back, <laughs> and you will be well rewarded when at different times during the night, he just walks up to you, puts a random glass of liquor in your hands, and says, Joel, you have to try this. This is your official warning. The hosts of this show are true fans of Vegas, and they really enjoy what they do. As a result, they laugh. A lot. If you don't like it... Please put your name and complaint on a 3x5 index card and mail it to the station, care of someone who might actually give a damn. We'll get back to you as soon as we find someone who does. And in the meantime, you will be publicly ridiculed and shamed for not being able to listen to a simple warning. Have fun and enjoy the show. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. They they outdo themselves every time. This is why we encourage you. It's 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 like hair. It's like our own brand of heroin. Like we get a little bit of it, and you're like, oh my god, this is a please more, please more. This is amazing. I just I love it because I think it speaks to, and this is gonna sound bad or good. No, it's good. It 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 speaks to the fact that our listeners are exactly like we are. (laughs) They are just as sarcastic and snarky and. Have a, you know, this is me. You don't like it. I don't give a fuck at it too. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's so much fun. And uh, so apparently, Tony, you were, uh, you know, paying Mr. Joel back. With, I know, Joel uh, fucking high roller. Look at that balling. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say when I'm around Joel? How am I supposed to control myself? <laughs> You're only a man, Tony. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a man with needs, Joel. <laughs> Oh no, that was that was fantastic. That was awesome. Well played, well played, Joel. Good to have the gang back. It's always weird when when like any it's it sounds redundant to say, but it's <laughs> it's such a a friendly, comfortable, like you look forward to hanging out. It, it has to be what I imagine. Like the people, if if the people at Cheers really existed. Is what it would be like when they all just kind of got together. Like, like if Norm was missing, you're like, "Where's Norm? It's so weird that Norm isn't here." Like, we're having fun, but, but it, I mean, it's just not the same without Norm. So, what you're trying to say is you missed me last week without actually saying you missed me last week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, 
you weren't a part of last week's show. Oh, <laughs> not you, et tu brute. I, I just figured you didn't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> Honestly, by by the time I got home last week, I had a lot to say. It just was it had nothing to do about Vegas, and I really shouldn't have said it in a public forum. So, ah, uh, uh, good, yeah, smart, yeah. So. I think Mark was already asleep when I got home, so you guys got done recording way before I made it back. Yeah, my uh, my creative nirvana continues, and that and that, requires him to get up at 4 a.m. Uh, yeah, 3:30, 4 a.m. It's 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 amazing. I can't explain it. Like I only get six hours of sleep now. That that's it. Any more than that, it annoys me. So uh, I and the thing is, is everything got shifted back. That now I'm going to bed at, at fucking nine o'clock, and I'm out in about five ten minutes, and then I'm waking up at three thirty four, ready to go. I mean, I'm hopping out of fucking bed. But I can't me, wait to go. My Friday night was not lost because when I got home, there was a furry four pound four pod monster standing right by the back door, peeking out the window, looking for me to come in, and was just as happy as could be that I was home. <laughs> So how even, awesome! Even he's oh, like, Dad already went to sleep. He's like, I know. You weren't here. Dad went to sleep. I didn't know when you were coming back. I know. <laughs> Play with me. He, <laughs> he's so funny. He is has gotten used to me working from home, um, which I think we talked about because the office is going through a remodel, and it, it's literally gotten to the point where even if I go in or if I leave for like two or three hours, when I come home, it's like I've been gone for a week. Like, he's just gotten so used to me because he hangs out with me most of the time now downstairs because it's cooler than it is upstairs. And he, yeah, if I'm gone for a minute, he just loses his mind. It's just so sweet. Like, somebody misses me. Mark doesn't even pay attention. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't. Hey, listen, I'm just saying, if my wife waited at the door and then spun around in a circle when I got home from work, <laughs> I would probably love her as much as the dog. You know, you know the right? funny thing is, is I've I'm done, I, I've tried to emulate that before, and I got really awkward looks when I did that <laughs> and tried to shake my ass and, and, <laughs> and push all up on her and, and be... be uh, Sniff my crotch. Right. <laughs> And I was like, what, what? This is what you said you wanted. <laughs> I, I find humping the leg is usually the first start. That's just like, well, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> oh, you missed me. <laughs> I believe you. Okay, I believe you now. Tussle your hair. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, listen, by the way, I want everyone to remember uh, that they can join me at Zork Fest which is going to be Friday and Saturday, oh. December 1st and 2nd. Uh, that's in Atlantic City, so that you can learn how to make the most of the loyalty programs and get better comps. Register it. Register it. So this week's uh, podcast is being uh, <laughs> sponsored by Alistair's MB Roland Bourbon. Oh, my God. Uh, how many register bottles did to he a, give you? Well, it wasn't I've just got him. at least another three or four more bottles to get through before okay. I... Before I you know, have hit everybody at least once. Well, I know it wasn't just him, but this is at least the second time he's mentioned Alistair sponsoring his oh, oh, stumbling. So that's what I'm saying. You can register to attend at Zorkfest.com by November 1st. And if you use the promo code Zork360, you're going to receive $35 off admission. I am so excited for this trip. Uh, as soon as uh, Eric Rosenthal reached out to the three of us. Uh, I told him not only was I in, I booked my flight and hotel, and I'm flying into Philly. I've been able to peer pressure Phil into attending, nice. which apparently uh, Pittsburgh is not nearly as close to Ooh. Atlantic City as no. I thought it oh, was. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's not so, even close to so Philly. You're thinking, no, Philly is relatively close. 
Philly yes. is probably a, about an hour. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think about an hour. Pittsburgh's on the other side of the state, and yeah. Pennsylvania is yeah. one of those yeah, long states. Yeah, Pennsylvania's a long state. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Tennessee. Guess, it's a very long state. I was like, it's 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 Pennsylvania ge- uh, geography. I'm sure they're all right there together. I'm sure it's just a- <laughs> Tony. Tony, that would be like saying Detroit is close to Mackinac. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, for sure. He's got. He said it's going to be probably a God. I think he said six-hour drive-ish. Maybe oh, even eight-hour like, drive to like get a, there. Well, okay, eight hours, one thing. I would say six hours, like going from here to New Orleans. That's easy. Eight yeah. hours, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that folks will uh, will 360 vis. Oh man, 360 Vegas listeners will uh, come on out and hang out with me because uh, I think it's going to be a great time. Well, and yeah, it sounds but... like you're going to need some babysitters already, but you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that is right, a well, requirement. <laughs> We should probably start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. Until the purchase of the Mint, Binion's did not have a permanent poker room. The World Series of Poker was held on temporary tables. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. It is fascinating that you create, I mean, obviously in the beginning, it's not the icon that it is today, but it's, it's fascinating to think that it had such humble beginnings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one. Buckle up, folks. Nice. No, no, I'm just saying I don't, I, I don't have much more to add. They probably didn't know that it was going to become <laughs> the behemoth that it's become today. Cards. And <laughs> gambling. <laughs> Wait, where am I? Chips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. well, there was at least two of those three things that you mentioned that Tony would be interested in. That was awesome. <laughs> How about the twit pick of the week? The best room views in the world are in Las Vegas. Anyone who disagrees with that is just flat out wrong. It's not even a contest. Where else can you go and check off so many other destinations in one shot? Want to go to France? Boom. Eiffel Tower with less unfounded arrogance, done. Egypt would be cool, you say? Air-conditioned pyramid with inclinators, manzied. What about Rome? We've got the gist of it, don't bother. Oh, and right about the time you get bored with the experience, no need to hop on a plane that would be the longest commute of your life. Just walk across the street and begin a new adventure. Thank you at LV Low Roller for reminding us that other vacation destinations can suck it. I'll stick with Las Vegas. I couldn't agree with you more. What I love most about this picture is, and and I assume that you guys do this, and I assume all of our listeners do. What's the first thing you do when you walk into your hotel room? View. You I absolutely. Hide, I hide behind the door with the luggage because Mark immediately starts taking <laughs> pictures. That's that's true. That is accurate. <laughs> that is what I do. <laughs> she doesn't want to get her suitcases in the uh, in the pictures. Oh no, I've been yelled at before if they're in the pictures, and I get, got yelled at if I'm in the pictures. So yeah, no, I just. Oh, that's awesome. But I, that it. But and I, as he moves around the room, I like. It's almost like two magnets moving against each other. So he moves right. one area, and I have to go to the other one. But what I usually get yelled at is what Tony was alluding to. Is while Karen knows I'm going to photograph it. I instinctively go straight to the window, and she's like, are you going to take pictures this or what? This is true. This is true. That <laughs> happens. I'm like, would you just take the goddamn pictures and get over it? Because usually by then, I'm like, I want to go gamble, or I need something to eat, or I need a drink. And he wants to hang out in the room and go, ooh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's mesmerizing. 
it absolutely is. And and when you when you great pick by the way uh, to, to select as the twit pick of the week, it was the first thing I did is I immediately was tr- uh, transported right there to Vegas and what it would be like looking out the window and just taking in that beautiful scenery. So, uh, and frankly, I think that your, your write-up, your description of it is magnificent. That's exactly uh, the same feeling you get when you're looking out that window. And I, I agree. I can't that, imagine any of the destinations that are represented in Vegas, the real ones, would be any better than, than what is already there. So Yeah. Well, as always, we will link the photo to our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. All right, my wife's beloved Bally's Hotel Casino is getting a new resident. The touring production of the Masters of Illusion TV show will begin a residency at the Jubilee Theater at Bally starting December 6th. The show is described as, quote, a rotating case of veteran and rising star magicians. While the Las Vegas Sun reports the residency is a limited engagement, tickets are available through June of 2018. Shows are daily at 7 p.m., dark on Tuesdays. Tickets start at $50. You know, it's funny, I always, every time I see these these residencies, like you see so many of them have like one day off or some have no days off and you're like, man, I can't imagine working seven days a week. But like, yeah, I know, working for that whole hour and a half has got to be a <laughs> giant pain in the ass. <laughs> it's wild how our minds think because I thought the exact same thing when I was reading over the show notes earlier today at work. And then I thought to myself, the real inconvenience of it is that you really can't plan anything. People yeah. are gonna come into town, well, you better plan on giving them free tickets to your show because you're not gonna be able to hang out with them otherwise. Right. I mean, just the, the, the aspect of if you wanna go do something in an evening, you can't. Now, I guess there's, a, to a certain extent, if it's gonna be a rotating case of veteran and rising star magicians, maybe they don't all have, you know, maybe it's not the same person for six nights a week. Uh, yeah, six nights a week, maybe you do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something. I always think it's funny whenever they advertise that, like these these rising stars or whatever, veterans or or whatever when it comes to magic, like, I'm sorry, on planet Earth, every magician you've ever heard of already has a residency in Vegas. I think the only difference with this is because this is a show on tv right like the master's right, illusion yeah. like challenge well it's, it's the touring vo- version of that show right but so if you've got somebody that's like super into magic and this is really something you want to do and maybe they're really good at it, it it can't be cheap so number one all of their props and shit have trick yeah. hinges and all this other stuff oh, i'm not saying that so, it wouldn't be good so i don't think they're masters by any means but i do think that they have you know, skills and talents that are probably really good. And this is probably the best venue for them to get their names out there. I mean, think about it. Other than uh, David Copperfield, uh, who's the fucking psycho that's doing the, or did the show at Luxor? Angel, Chris Angel. Oh, yeah, him. I mean, how many magicians do you really know? Like, their name. So I don't think it's an easy field to break into. So I think this is kind of a collection of, you know, folks that I hope are good at what they're doing. And they, <laughs> like, all right, this gets me some press and a paycheck and... I get to do what I love. So I like how they say it's a rotating cast of veteran and rising stars. So it's either people you've never heard of or people you thought were dead but are actually <laughs> still alive. 
I mean, and how else are you going to promote it? Like, going, people doing magic you've not heard of, but it's still going to be good. It'll still yeah. be good. Trust us, you still want to come out and no, buy no, a no, ticket. No, 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 it's still fun. Come on. To see them before they're a big name with big right. pr- ticket prices. You could say, I saw them when. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so talk to me about the eSports arena at Luxor. We reported a while back that Luxor would renovate their nightclub space, formerly home to LAX, into an eSports gaming arena. This week, Eater Vegas shared some details regarding what those plans are. First, that name is just a placeholder while they find a sponsor to rebrand the concept. To the tune of $8.6 million, the renovations touched just about every inch of the 30,000 plus square feet of the venue. The space will have an open entrance right off the casino floor, have two levels, including a competition stage, two bars, casual dining, and a maximum and a maximum occupancy of just under 1,000 people. Scheduled to open in early 2018, plans are to be open seven days a week. It's funny how Vegas went through this, where they had uh, like family friendly and then arcades, and now it's just like the adult version, I guess. Okay, what? I'm sorry. What the hell is this? What the fuck is esports? Yeah, uh, video games. People watch other people. Play video games. Are you fucking kidding? No, me? no, we're not kidding because we've done it when my when my uh, nieces and nephews are here, and that's what they do at their home. Well, that's fine. I never jump into that. I think it's the biggest waste waste of time ever. You know, these people literally sell out like arenas. I, I can't even imagine. It's, I I can't wrap my head around it either, but I know that it happens. Well, and you mentioned that Brian has like a whole thing where he plays online games. And, yeah, Twitch and, on uh, on Twitch. That's okay. where video gamers uh, play video games and then talk about what they're doing and interact with people. That's, and to me, that's just I I don't. Oh, but it's again. actually really funny. Ape Fist, if you're interested, Ape Fist is his Twitch. Is Brian's? Yes, and it's quite entertaining. I mean, I could see it being entertaining because it's Brian and he's a sarcastic prick. Yeah. So I could see him. You know, just using it as a forum where he does something he likes, which is playing the game and mouthing off. But in general, why would you want to watch somebody else play a video game? I don't understand. Well, I imagine it is the combination of playing a video game and then someone being entertaining. I can't so, imagine. So wait, so people, the, number one, then they have two things they have to be good at. Number one, they have to be good at playing the video game. Otherwise, why would people watch them? Yeah. And number two, they have to be entertaining in some way, shape, or form. You would hope, yeah. I'm team Karen on this one. I (laughs) couldn't give a shit less about this concept. Well, I I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't really get it. I mean, I'll watch my my nephews and stuff play games while we make fun of each other. But usually they're in the room with you and you can harass them and see their facial expressions. Well, that's not necessarily true because I'll play online with them. And and that is is what we're doing is while we're gaming. with them, though. Well, yeah, the, some of these people, I, I get where you're coming from with this. But what I'm saying is, like, we'll watch them play a game where we're not playing. And then while they're playing, we're interacting with each other, like we're mocking each other. So I think that that's fun. So I get how this concept could work, but I I wouldn't have had anything to do with it if it weren't for Brian. And the fact that they're spending $8.6 million on a place for people to play video games and other people to watch them. Uh, clearly there's money in it. I, I, wow. Listen, I would pay $100 an hour to play Mario Kart 
with a bunch of 360 See? Vegas vacationers. I know, right? That cool. would be so cool. Well, Mario Kart's a different story. Absolutely. I, I'm sure Mario Kart's probably not what these people are playing. <laughs> <laughs> that, we have to be able to make that happen, right? Could you imagine? I, it would just be so... You know what it would be like Like when we went and watched NFL all Sunday once? Like You're like, oh my God, this would be so fun. And what would happen is we would be two ah, hours into it. No. And then we would say, why the fuck are we doing this no, while no, no. we're in Las Vegas? But there's a difference. The, the difference was NFL games were on starting at like 10 a.m. in the morning, and we were there all day. And we're like, this is Vegas, why we're not in there. Now it would be with a bunch of Vegas vacation listeners. We wouldn't have to start it until after dinner. And then it, I, how is it different? Honestly, how is it different than gambling? I mean, because you can only gamble in Vegas. I mean, well, not only gamble, but, but you can't it, play Mario can, Kart with that many people unless you're, they're all in Vegas. Well, first together. of all, you can only play with a max of four anyway. I, it would still be fun. I, I am with yeah. Tony. I I don't know if I'd pay 100 bucks an hour, but I, I think that would be right. a blast. I think it would be interesting. I uh, Maybe I could set it up poolside, but that's crazy right, to me. So, Tony, to so it. you and I have to figure this out because Mark obviously isn't interested. Sure. If, right. if we've got a wall of televisions, I want to see Mario in life-size form. <laughs> and when I hit a banana and I'm cussing, and oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. All right, so we've got some Caesar renovations going on at the Palace Tower. The Las Vegas Sun shared this week what $100 million can buy you, or at least what Caesars Palace elected to spend it on, to renovate the suites in their palace tower. All 1,100-plus rooms were a part of the renovation project. In the case of their 10 new 2,700-to-4,000-square-foot villas, amenities like hand-distressed hardwood flooring, wool rugs and carpets imported from Thailand, and 24-karat gold-plated plumbing fixtures can all be enjoyed for the nightly cost of $3,000. I'll give you the, the rugs and, the, and the, the distressed floor, but really the 24 karat gold plated, well, like, why do you want to shit on gold? <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I think it's plumbing fixtures. I don't think it was actually the toilet. Uh, I mean, I, you could make an argument the toilet's the fixture in the bathroom, yeah. but does, doesn't gold get really soft the higher the number? Oh, if yeah. I sit out on the toilet and all of a sudden I'm just like, you start sinking in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am I this drunk? Or the bottom of the bowl starts to cave in. Oh. Where the <laughs> calling housekeeping them. Right. Well, the good news is, is you have a butler. If you're staying in this room, she'd be like, Jeeps. Yeah. Right. Problem. Wipe my ass. <laughs> I can wipe my own ass. All right. Return of the theme. In a recent quarterly earnings call, Sheldon Adelson announced plans to invest $1.1 billion to renovate their Macau Sands Kotai property into a London-themed resort. Currently named the Londoner, new facades resembling various landmarks, including Big Ben, are planned to be introduced to the space over the next three years. The project is expected to draw more traffic to it by turning the casino experience into something more iconic and thematic. No word exactly when everyone will acknowledge I was right all along. And luxury is a theme that is overbuilt and boring. Boom! Suck it! Right? See, this is what's funny, because I think Tony and I are both waiting for each other to go first. Otherwise, I would have jumped all over that boom suck it. But Do it, Karen. I'm no, ready. No, go ahead. You go first. <laughs> My only comment is I assume they're also going to hire people that are very tall and lanky named Alistair and just be sarcastic pricks to everybody that comes through. <laughs> They're cordial. 
<laughs> what? Have you but, hung out with Alistair? No, 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 no. The thing is, no, no, no. So, so Alistair is very proper. He speaks the Queen's English. So the, what that means is he will tell you to politely go fuck yourself, and you'll be like, I think he was very nice about that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I feel crazy. I know, exactly. I love this. I'm Vegas has talked about having a London-themed resort. I think that one of the most magical things about Vegas are all the themes in one place. I mean, it's like Disney World broke it, I, like just splintered, like one. No, no, no. Instead of just one Magic Kingdom, we're gonna create like 50 of them. We're gonna just put them all down the street. I love it. So, what I think will be interesting is how far they carry the theme, because I think that I. I the first thing that popped into my head was like the original New York, New York, and I don't think it's going to go that far. Okay, I know where I, you're going. With I this. think that they're they'll do like the red telephone booths in different places as some kind of a stage something. I think that they'll find a way to call out to it being London themed, mm -hmm. but not overtly London themed. Right, like they're not going to have people. They're not going to have a character. gigantic. Yeah, they're they're not going to have a gigantic. Um, Oh, fuck, what's the name of their flag? No, the name of their flag. Union Jack. Union Jack. I was I, I was thinking some other kind of jacket I knew wasn't right. Wagon? Uh, no. <laughs> Tony was. Well played, sir. <laughs> Tony was. Monterey Jack jumped into my head, and I'm like, that's a cheese. That's not it. Uh, but I, I could picture, like, I, I don't Kangaroo see Jack? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's um, a bad movie. I, I can I can I, I don't think you'll see like a stripper review with them all in like Union Jack little undies before they were I don't I, I think it will be the tone and the undertone because it, again it's Sheldon Adelson and if you think about It'd be very Venetian Palazzo -esque. yeah because yeah. I don't think that that is overly Italian aside from the canals I, I agree but, I would, I would argue that what Adelson did with Venetian Palazzo and what Mirage is is what everybody when when they de-themed quote unquote is is what they did instead of Luxor having you know everything had to be Egyptian themed it, they were like okay we can dial it back we can have obelisks and we can have some of these these statues that that harken back to ancient Egypt but everything we do doesn't have to be Egyptian right. here and I think it's still going to be high-end. I mean, if you think about how he's done the Venetian Palazzo, oh, yeah. and I can only imagine what this property looks like in Macau, I think it will still be high-end London. It's just, it's going to, I'm actually interested to see, well, not that I think we'll ever see it, but I'll be interested to read about what it looks like and how it ended up and get Alistair's take on it, because my guess is he's going to become a regular fixture over there. <laughs> <laughs> You've been forewarned, Kotai. Right. <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna do it for news. Let's move into Prop Bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, a JetBlue plane headed to Vegas from Boston had to make an emergency landing in New York after striking some birds shortly after takeoff. No one was injured and passed it, well, the birds were, but uh, no, uh, no one Fuck was them. injured. They got in the way of fun, all right? <laughs> right. They got what they had coming That's to them. Right. That's right. <laughs> what, what do you tell a bird with two broken wings? Nothing, you already told it twice. Yikes. No humans were injured and passengers were reaccommodated via other aircrafts. 
Oh, you saved this one for me, didn't you? Oh, good See, Lord. here's the here's the funny thing. I don't play in these things. I don't. Fire. But, Except this one. But, this, this one I intentionally did. See, you did, didn't you? While I was writing it, because I'm like, you know what? She fucking tells me all the time I do that. Here, here, woman. Here. here and she. you know what? Now I want to go. And you know why I want to go? Because you can see when the dates are. <sighs> to celebrate the one-year anniversary of his restaurant opening at oh. MGM, <laughs> Iron Chef Morimoto will be serving a seven-course pairing dinner to 60 people on Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th. In addition to the meal, $300 gets you a signed copy of this latest book as well. I'm sorry. His latest cookbook as well. You were too excited to get through it. Cookbook. doesn't matter. <laughs> 300 bucks for a pairing dinner from Morimoto? Hello? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't you? How long have you known about this? I just, uh, shut up. It came out this week. <laughs> uh, I want to go. If I didn't write about it on Wednesday, I wrote about it on Thursday. Just for la or maybe this morning. I don't know. Can I go? No, you can't go. Why not? You're going to get a flight and rooms and everything yes. a week out? Yes. Are you high? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forbes magazine is reporting that David Copperfield is the highest paid magician in the world, earning $61.5 million in the last fiscal year. His net worth is estimated at $850 million. Penn & Teller came in second with 30.5, and Chris Angel was third at 14.5. So it's mind-blowing. So, so two things. Number one, I'm, I'm thrilled to see that both Penn & Teller and Chris Angel are so far behind him. Yeah. But number two, he's worth $850 million because he lies to people. Right. Well, I mean, he, if you want to be Because he makes people go, whoa, I think I believe what my eyes just told me. <laughs> And he is he still performing for? Yeah, MGM thought, Grand. Oh, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought that with the whole sex scandal stuff and the raping the woman on the island that he owned, that there, all of that. And, no, I, I, know? I think if you tangle with the, an illusionist, you, you're, you're. That's what I'm saying. He was like, no, it wasn't really there. Yeah. You, you thought it was there. <laughs> right. It, and it, it wasn't really. And right. There. Trust me, <laughs> He's it wasn't the, really there. Doing the original it. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play hide the cannoli. Um. <laughs> So Philip's Seafood at Caesar's Forum Food Court is closing to make room for the Halal Guys, a fast, casual Middle Eastern restaurant, making it the third food concept to try and find success in the space originally home to Grater's Ice Cream. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Oh, great. When when renovations to the food court were completed in late 2014, plans are for it to open in November. So wait a minute. Mark, isn't Grater's Ice Cream the, the uh, company that's based in Columbus? Yes. Their ice cream is phenomenal. How did that not work? I don't know. It failed miserably. It's funny. When, when I read this article... And no offense. To go from an ice cream place to a seafood place, you knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah, well, it was. It's funny because I, I remember when they were first talking about who was going to step into this forum shops when they started to renovate it. And I was like, oh, shit, Grater's Ice Cream. And the next time I remembered hearing about it was when I read... Not only did they fail, they failed so long ago, there's been another restaurant that has gone in there and then failed since then. Wow. Like, I completely forgot that it was there. That's, that's disappointing, because Grater's, I, that's one of, not Oh, one, it's amazing. I, I do miss a lot of things about Columbus, but Grater's ice cream is one of the best. Yeah, it was amazing. And so begins the official rebranding of Monte Carlo this week as they begin to take down the signage at the top of the hotel tower, identifying the property as such. 
No word on when the Park MGM name will be applied, but the entire renovations project isn't expected to be complete until the end of 2018. You know, I read that they are planning, I think you called this, that when this thing is done, they expect it to be at one of the best properties they have. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? You have Bellagio, this $8 billion complex you created, and the renovations being done to Monte Carlo are going to be the best thing you have? How shitty are the other accommodations you have then? I mean, I, I'm sorry. It's something you build from the ground up with luxury in mind. How can that possibly be overshadowed or, or even in contention with one of these older places? Then again, I mean, you think about like the plaza in New York. That thing's been around forever. So maybe, maybe that's that. Maybe they're going but, with some faux distressed. But or, there's or, something or real different. Distress. Like the Plaza Hotel in New York, which actually is not the plaza anymore because it was sold to somebody else. Like is it not still called the Plaza? Though? No, I think Are they. You they cha- yeah, they changed it. I read an article about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Anybody can tell me. But I, I thought I heard that. But the the Plaza New York is an old historic building that was built during an era where they were elaborate yeah. about all of it. And so you, you can't, I, I don't know how you could possibly rebrand or retheme that, number one, without getting into all kinds of health code violations, because you dig into those walls, you're going to find asbestos. <laughs> I know, right? Like, let's just leave things where they are and assume everything right. is okay. <laughs> so I think when you're talking about, and any of them, think of the Waldorf Astoria, think of any of those. There, right. There's certain buildings that were built during a time when you know, the United States had money and opulence, and, and it, it was built in such a way that you can't easily change, rebrand, retheme. And yes, the rooms may be tiny, because they were then, but the service levels and, and the location and all that kind of stuff is what makes it what it is. This is different out in Las Vegas. Yeah. And again, I agree with you from the fact that I can't believe they're going to make this a high-end luxury thing, but I think it's easier to do in Vegas because the Monte Carlo's, what, how old? 20 years at least. Okay. It, but at 20 years, you can rebrand that in a heartbeat. And probably 20 years ago, they built everything so bland from the walls that all you got to do is change the fixtures and stuff and the finishes, and upgrade the technology, and you're good to go. And, and maybe maybe once again, this is just the fact that construction and renovations and stuff are just <laughs> Not your <alley>. so <laughs> beyond my ability to comprehend that I'm like... How are you going to make that building look like this? Look at it. It clearly doesn't look like that. I, I mean, maybe it really is that I just can't fathom how that works. And I look at, obviously, from the ground up, you can make anything do anything. But it's really not that much of a stretch that you can take something, an existing structure, rip it down to that, and then make it whatever. But I don't know. I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Ja Rule and Ashanti are performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Sunday, December 31st, show starts at 9.30 p.m., and tickets start at $75. Next up, we have Eddie Money, who's performing at the Golden Nugget 
on Friday, February 2nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $49. Queens of the Stone Age are performing at Cosmopolitan Friday, February 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $49. Tonic is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, February 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. And finally, the Las Vegas Soul Festival featuring Teddy Riley, Faith Evans, Guy, SWV, Blackstreet, and more are performing at the Orleans on Saturday, December 2nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 32 bucks. You know what's interesting about that one? It, it, it starts off saying it's featuring Teddy Riley. And I know Christina will, will appreciate this. Is Teddy Riley, uh, I, I'm assuming and more includes Rex and Effects because Teddy Riley is in Guy, he's in Blackstreet, and he's in Rex and Effects. <laughs> so the guy's really just going, it's basically about me, but I'm going to have these other guys here too. <laughs> well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on our coming attraction calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. So... Mark, it looks like we got a couple of uh, PayPal donations. You want to talk about them? We do. Phil states and Andrew Swatsky. Phil writes, just because. Well, that's that's all you need. Enough said. Why don't you tell us what Andrew said? Andrew writes, Karma donation for October 24th through 28th trip. Nice. So he's actually he's enjoying it right now as we record. There you go. And awesome. post. He'll... Cool. Well, Andrew, I hope it all uh, worked out very well for you. Well, Thank as you, you know, Tony... Karma donations work 100% of the time, so I assure you it is working. It is. Exactly. Man, right now he is probably rolling around naked on $100 bills in his hotel room. Right? <laughs> While police are banging on the door. <laughs> See, that's not funny. You can't joke about that anymore in Vegas. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. Don't you do it, Karen. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been chastised. Don't, don't you fall into that trap. All right. <laughs> You're not, you're not ruining us rolling around and doing things that require police intervention. It wasn't that. It was the police knocking on your door that I was referring right, to. Right. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is that's common in the antics that we get in. And, and nothing anyone will do will prevent us from, you know, participating in antics that require police intervention. Right. <laughs> well, listen, I think that's probably going to do it then for episode number 248. Thank you for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show purchasing things from our affiliates like Amazon.com, tickets.accessvegas.com, or you can just make a PayPal donation like our dear friends Phil and Andrew did. You can buy merchandise from our show, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to give us some feedback, written or audio, or if you want to be like Joel and have an intro, you can send that to 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you aren't sure how to record the audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, uh, we do have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. I just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.